really the theological biblical understanding of death is alienation from God. Mm -hmm. And so when mm -hmm. the, going back to your original question of what's freedom, I think we don't realize as humans living in a fallen world that we apart from Jesus, we are enslaved to the bondage of sin and mm -hmm. death, which are enemies to mm -hmm. us and what we get through Christ. Mm -hmm. And and again, this is like what we have to get, not just in our head, but in our heart. What mm -hmm. we get through Christ mm -hmm. is the freedom mm -hmm. of choice. Like yeah. I expect yeah. sinners to sin and I expect them to right. love it. <laughs> right. 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 But for people who have been changed by mm -hmm. Jesus and for people who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a conviction to make different choices yeah. and those choices don't lead to death and destruction right. they lead to life you're listening to god hears her a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that god hears you he sees you and he loves you because you are his find out how these realities free you today on god hears her Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. Today we are welcoming back our past guest, Natasha Sistrunk Robinson. But this time we'll be talking about freedom. Natasha has done a lot of studying on the book of Exodus and the message that God wants us to know about freedom in our day. The world has a tendency to oppress and depress, which can cause us to be in bondage of our own thoughts or situations. Join us for this conversation on God Hears Her with the starting question. How do we define freedom? I think it's layers to it. I think, you know, personally, theologically, emotionally, mm -hmm. relationally. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing I think about when I think about freedom is choice and lack of oppression. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. 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 I think that's very important. And I think that kind of covers several of those layers that we are talking about. And if I think about it very fundamentally, um, freedom to me looks like living into the reality of what God intended from the very beginning. So even before the fall, before mm. sin. And so what we see in the very beginning is that God created humans in his image and he created them to work. So work was always a part of mm -hmm. what it meant to be human. To care and for the to, earth. And, mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. image yeah. God, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to have that responsibility of being God's agent or witness on earth. You know, we yeah. call that the cultural mandate, like exercise mm -hmm. dominion, yep. leadership on earth. And that was for men and women right. to do right. before the fall. And so to me, to be able to do that fully, you know, um, to understand your identity as the person God created you to be, mm -hmm. to do that in partnership with other humans, to do that very intentionally towards a purpose of causing things to flourish mm -hmm. and to see more of God's beauty and creativity on the earth. And to do that without the oppression of sin. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing this strong. You know, freedom is being who God made us to be. Absolutely, yeah. it's fulfilling the intention of His creative power. Yeah. yeah. Now, why aren't we free? You know, what keeps us from experiencing this? Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. Scripture's pretty clear. You know, in the original world. 
the fallenness of choosing against God mess stuff up. But the mm-hmm. restoration of Jesus mm-hmm. is the restoration of us. I mean, the restoration that Jesus provides is yeah. the restoration of us. And and I love to think about this. And you started this phrase, so thank you, Natasha. Yeah. And it's, it's this becoming who we already are in Christ. Yes. Yeah. When I love what you said, living into the reality of what God intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I wanted to repeat that because I wanted to sit in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that means different things for different people. Like, for example, yeah. your most shame-filled message mm-hmm. that lives okay. in you. Yeah. All right? And if you dare mm. repeat it out loud, yeah. I'll start. I'm not enough. Mm. Or I'm too much. Both <laughs> right. of yeah, those, both, right. both of right. those are, are my shame-filled messages. Yeah. And if anybody knows that I'm not enough then I'm going to get disqualified. And if anybody really comes to know me, they're going to decide, well, you're really actually too much, Elisa, and they're going to leave me. So there's my Mm. most shame-filled message. Mm -hmm. And that keeps me hostage, oppressed, imprisoned, whatever opposite of freedom word you want to use there. That keeps me pinned down and not able to absorb and live in this freedom we're talking about, about who we already are in Christ. Can you identify where those messages were born out of? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to do therapy on air. So <laughs> we'll just all go around, you know? Hey. It's, it's, it's free. That's it's right. It's free, it's free, it's free when free. you do that. Right. Yeah. And we're all credentialed by the millions of years we've already had. But right, right. Um, yeah, I, I think it came from my father leaving when I was mm-hmm. five. Mm. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, if I was enough, yeah. he would have stayed. Mm. And then it came from my mom struggling with alcohol. And I thought, well, if I was enough, she wouldn't drink. But then that other side of the message, this is really hard. I remember when I was about 16, my father saying, until you are financially independent of me, he doesn't have to pay child support anymore. I'm not going to be able to love you. Wow. Well, I could do nothing about that. So the message I got there was, you're too much. Mm. You're just too much. And I got that message in other places, too. Like, my personality is can be large. Some of the giftings God's allowed in my life can be, I don't know, platformed, if you say. Yeah. So those are some mm-hmm. of the places those messages have appeared. And yet God promises freedom yeah. in Christ, mm-hmm. freedom from these kinds of messages. And so the work I've been having to do is that God makes me enough. Yeah. He is enough. I don't have to be enough. He can make me enough. I'm not too much. You know, yeah. he can handle all the parts of me. You know, those are some, they're just trite little sayings if I throw them out like that. But the truth of these messages come from believing mm. that I am who he always intended for to, for me to be, that yeah. Jesus sees us, <laughs> that God sees us through Jesus, yeah. and that makes us okay. For me, some of it is not Natasha as an individual, but I think about, you know, as a people group, as a collective, and I think about that culturally and socially, historically, right? Like this mm-hmm. message that blackness is bad. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> and so the unhealthy way I respond to that a lot of times, like, one, I don't believe that message, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just don't never have. I think part of that was kind of reinforced in college where you go to a place uh, like the Naval Academy. People think that they're entitled to that place. Mm. And people like you are not entitled to that place. And oh. they make it very clear wow. that it's not your place. It's wow. their school. Yeah. And you got here for whatever reason other than you earned it in the same way. And when 
those messages came about blackness not being good for this particular space. Like, I just didn't believe them because I had been taught differently. Like I knew who I was when I went there. Yeah. But I think the unhealthy way I respond to that as a professional, as an adult, is like, I'll show you. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, I don't believe up. blackness mm-hmm. is bad. I believe blackness is good. And I'm going to show you. Yeah. Right. And so even that is bondage, though, because I'm still performing mm. out wow. of a social narrative that you created that I don't believe freedom would be responding in life as if it were not a thing, mm-hmm. as if it was not something that required a response for me being in my black body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be true freedom. So in order to have freedom over that, what do you tell yourself? Well, I think it's about the choices that we make, like identifying who our people are, identify where the psychologically safe places are, Mm -hmm. identifying where you're going to invest your time, talent and treasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think all these things. And I can say that now at my age. Because there's sometimes, you know, we talk about freedom. There's sometimes you do things just because it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to say very clearly, there's honor in that. Like if you're going to work because your children need to eat, you might not feel empowered in that job, but you go and do a good job because it's honorable to put food on the table for your family. Right. At my age, though, and because I tell people, um, especially at my daughter, I have a lot of freedom at my age to say yes and no to things because I did a lot of hard things when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And saying yes to those hard things gave me freedom to say no to things in my 40s. Yeah. Wow. For example, when I made the decision to get out of the military, I did that because it was the best choice for my family. I felt convicted theologically. That's what God wanted me to do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so in saying yes to that, it was walking in obedience to God, but it was also saying no to a lot of things that really felt good to my flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was very good at my job. Okay. So you get the affirmation of being good at your job. Yeah. They were paying me very well in my 20s. Mom. For someone who didn't have a lot of financial freedom as a child, you get financial freedom. Mm. All of my friends were doing it. So I had a great tribe and community of people mm-hmm. that were doing it. So when I said yes to doing something else that was walking towards, I've, I think, where the Lord was taking me, I was also saying no to a lot of other things that mm. felt really good. There's yeah. a price to pay. There's always a price for to freedom. Pay. For I mean, freedom. isn't that interesting? Yes, there's always a price to yeah. pay. And we sometimes pay it and we sometimes don't pay it, huh? Yeah. I'm going to swoosh over here to you, Erin. And what are the messages that keep you from freedom? I'll share what I still struggle with. Mm -hmm. Being divorced, I still struggle with if I don't perform a certain way, I'm going to prove why my husband could not choose me Mm. and chose other things. Yeah. At the core, there's this voice whispering Mm -hmm. you really did it wrong or no matter what you ever do right everybody's going to look at you and think you did it wrong this is why he Mm -hmm. did those things that's also that not enough message is it not right like i mean same here right so Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. your blackness Mm -hmm. means you're not enough because you're not white right your shame means you're not enough because if you were then your parents would have responded differently you know your marriage says you know you're not enough because if you did your husband yeah and so i I don't know if that's a gender thing i hate to consider myself a victim but i think there are ways Mm -hmm. where we are victimized in society sometimes Mm -hmm. and we 
punish and penalize women for choices that are being made that are outside of their control. Right. When you're in a, a situation where you already feel oppressed in some ways and you're wanting to be better, you wanted to show up in a different way. But part of the shame of taking on the responsibility of something you didn't even do mm-hmm. or you didn't have control over right. or that wasn't your fault. Right? Mm. I think it goes back into yeah. what we see in Genesis 3, right, mm-hmm. of the blaming for sin. Mm-hmm. But what the Bible tells us, like, everybody got to give account for their own stuff. Right. I think it's Sally Lloyd Jones, who's been our guest here yeah. before in her Jesus Storybook Bible. The mm-hmm. way she hones down and condenses <laughs> the original sin yeah. with Eve is the serpent whispered to Eve, Does God really love you? Yes. Yeah. And Eve, yeah. all of a sudden, these are Sally's words, and suddenly she didn't know anymore. That mm-hmm. is really the crux, the entry point, you know, right. the little tiny hole yeah. that yeah. evil slithers through into our hearts. Maybe God doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. And then it takes up residence there. Yeah, which is why I wanted to ask the question, where does the root come from? Because mm-hmm. I think when we can understand where, like what the root is, for me, this is something that has happened half a decade ago. And I've sought therapy and talked to people about it. And I feel like for the most part, I'm confident and I've overcome and I've seen a lot of God's redemption in my life. But I still can hear this whisper mm-hmm. of I should perform or be a certain way. And what is the root? And the root is mm-hmm. what I just shared. Mm-hmm. I'm fearful that I'm going to confirm that I deserved the hurtful things that I experienced that were Mm -hmm. out of my control. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I surrender all the time, daily, Mm -hmm. hourly to the Lord Mm -hmm. of my thought life sometimes, because that's all I know to do, Mm -hmm. to learn how to walk on the other side of freedom Mm -hmm. and embrace it. But I love what you said, Natasha, earlier when we were talking about the layers of freedom, you said choice Mm -hmm. is one of them. Like I can get comfortable in the pain of my circumstance mm-hmm. that I don't choose mm-hmm. to claim the freedom that I could actually also be living in. And you might not necessarily be comfortable, but it might be so familiar. Familiar, it's not comfortable. All you can it's definitely see. not comfortable. Yeah. Right, yeah. But it's all you see and it's kind of like yeah. all you think you deserve and it's all that you know you can wear. Yes. Kind of thing. You know, there's a challenge too of getting our heart and our minds aligned. Mm. Mm. I think there's sometimes, you know, there are things we know mm-hmm. to be true. But in our hearts, we don't necessarily believe it. Yeah. I think this is a challenge of culture, too. We talk about this a little bit about like social media and those things, because here's the thing, like the Bible refers to our enemy in a lot of ways. Hmm. One of them is the accuser of the brother and the sister. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. so this voice that you're hearing, mm-hmm. right, that we all hear at different parts in our life, yeah. any voice that's accusing, we know in our minds right. is not of the Lord. But then our heart continues to still in our ears yeah. to still listen mm-hmm. to the voice or voices mm-hmm. that are not of the Lord. We believe yeah. them. And, and, you know, we have to say at some juncture here in our conversation, you know, I think we all three of us understand that freedom is essentially a spiritual reality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Enslavement yep. on this planet yep. is horrific, yep. and it is real, and it is physical, and all the kinds of bondages that come from yeah. abuse and oppression and injustice are real, and they're horrific, yeah. but they originate in the fact that evil yeah. dawned, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and it had its way, yeah. and yeah. everybody believed God did not love them, and everybody has turned. 
freedom is a theological, spiritual yeah. possibility oh. because mm. of yeah. Jesus. Absolutely. Even mm-hmm. though we are who Jesus always intended for us to be because yeah. of him, because of his act on the cross, our understanding and acceptance and realization and assimilation mm-hmm. of that reality, that's not going to be done until we're dead. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. when we think about freedom in Christ, too, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in seminary, one of my history professors, Dr. Donald Fairburn, he, he he's written about the Trinity quite a bit. And one of the things he says is that when we think about death, a lot of times mm-hmm. we think about physical death. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. So because we don't always die immediately when we sin I think people incorrectly conclude that there's no consequence for our choices right so good but what he says in his writing is Mm. like really the theological biblical understanding of death is alienation from God Mm -hmm. and so one Mm. going back to your original question of what's freedom I think we don't realize as humans living in a fallen world that we Apart from Jesus, we are enslaved to the bondage of sin and mm-hmm. death, which are enemies to mm-hmm. us. And what we get through Christ, mm-hmm. and, and again, this is like what we have to get not just in our head, but in our heart. What we mm-hmm. get through Christ mm-hmm. is the freedom mm-hmm. of choice. Like yeah. I expect yeah. sinners to sin and I expect them to right. love it. <laughs> right. 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 But for people who have been changed by mm-hmm. Jesus and for people who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a conviction to make different choices and those choices don't lead to death and destruction they lead to life and hope and joy and peace all these fruit of the spirit that we read about i think you're on to something that beyond the physical death there are many Mm m-i-n-i deaths that Mm -hmm. we experience in our soul in our spirit in our emotions in our thinking yeah staying stuck in the shame trap Mm-hmm. If I'm believing that, mm-hmm. well, that's the wages of sin is death. You know, yeah. I'm believing that. And, you know, it's just those ongoing ways. And sometimes we can't get out of them. You know, we, we might need medicine. We might need therapy. We might yeah. need some kind of treatment. We might need to change our diet. You know, I don't know. So, so, sometimes we need external help to help yeah. our internal process. But those many deaths, I think we don't give them enough credit yeah. for how they're killing mm-hmm. our freedom. What do you think the symptoms are of living in bondage as a believer? I flip from my shame talk to self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think denial. Absolutely. I think denial, but I think you can be living in bondage thinking you are living in freedom. Absolutely. But one thing I, you know, I think I want to share and add to the conversation too is I think the older we get, especially we're not walking in freedom or we're not walking as healed and healthy and whole people, Mm -hmm. the temptation is to pick up more and more baggage. Like you just pick up stuff and you carry it and, you know, it can make you bitter. It can make you angry or whatever. And so I think one invitation we get from Jesus is, you know, Jesus talks us about us being children Mm -hmm. and us coming to God. God, the father presents himself to us as father and a father who longs to give good gifts for his children. And so I think about that in contrast to the devil's desire to kill, steal and destroy. And so one of the things you were saying, Elisa, Mm -hmm. about what do we give up? But I think we give up the childlikeness, the childlike faith. I think we give up the the invitations to play. Mm -hmm. I think 
the self-sufficiency won't allow you to play because there's no time for it. Ah. I think if we give up the ability, so if the enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy, that's just not our bodies. It's our dreams. It's our hope. It's our future. And so we're not... I think freedom means dreaming again. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think freedom means, you know, all those things yeah. that you would do as an innocent child that's in a safe and loving, yeah. healthy home. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like mm-hmm. even for adults to walk in true freedom. Mm-hmm. So a symptom that, that you're in bondage is you aren't free to play. You aren't free, free to, dream. to question. You're not free to have hope. You're not thinking about your future. Right. right? Yeah. Or to be Gosh, honest yeah. or to yeah. be needy. Woof, yeah. woof, woof. Yeah. You know, that's a big one. What else has come to your mind since you asked that question? Because I bet some other things are mm. rolling around now. Well, so we got self-sufficiency, denial. Well, if you aren't able to play, if you aren't able to be needy, if right. you aren't able to be, it's sort of these, the negative side of it. I mean, I think, I love what you touched on with jadedness. I mean, I think mm-hmm. being burned out. Mm-hmm. I think about Matthew eleven twenty eight, where it talks about you tired and burned out on religion. Mm-hmm. Come away with me and live mm-hmm. to learn freely mm-hmm. and lightly. Mm-hmm. You'll discover the unforth rhythms of God's grace. Mm-hmm. So I think burned out on religion. Mm-hmm. I burned think out, period. Burned out, period. On life, work. work. Demands. Mm-hmm. Coulda's, shoulda's, yes, woulda's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rese- I think resentment towards mm-hmm. maybe even your choice. Mm-hmm. I, I can reflect back on, I have resented some of my choices, but I blamed other people mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's good. So I think that that also can keep us in bondage of learning so a lack how to of live freely and lightly. Mm-hmm. Lack of forgiveness. That's, that's yeah. one. Because yeah. if we forgive... You walk lighter. Yes. And what we think, <laughs> we, we sabotage ourselves mm. in believing that if we forgive, we're saying what that person did, it was okay. And yeah. that's not, that's yeah. the enemy yeah. keeping us from being able to forgive. I want to read this to you. Yeah. And, and let's respond to it, all of us, because we all are going to have a connection to it. These are Paul's words from Galatians chapter five. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Okay, now those words are powerfully imaged as we sit together at this Mm -hmm. table, black and white together. What hits you there? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Who would do that? Mm-hmm. Who would say, okay, come yoke me up. Come put shackles on my hands and feet. Come on, take mm-hmm. me in. Who would do that? And yet we kind of just went over this turf, didn't we? Yeah. You know, what are the symptoms? Well, I have to be self-sufficient. Well, I have to deny that I have any needs. Well, I, you know, yeah. those are ways we say, here, take yeah. me, put some yeah. manacles on me. Go yeah. ahead. That's what we're doing. And yeah. Paul's saying... That's ridiculous. You know, I love the Bible. And so like whenever, you know, we're sharing these things, I'm going to think about how all the Bible is coming together. Mm -hmm. And so I think about the question you say, the whisper that Mm. Eve got in the garden. Mm. And it also made me think about, because it says, you know, not being burdened again. Mm. That means there's a certain level of trust that we can have that God is going to be exactly who God says that God is. And so, you know, the the image I got just listening to you read that passage was, you know, when Jesus feeding the 5,000, right? So people are there. They're kind of destitute. Like they've been following him for three days. They're hungry. They're thirsty. Mm -hmm. There's no food there. And we can all operate out of a place, a position of scarcity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we are needy, but we don't have what we need. And they don't start trying to figure out how they're going to feed themselves. Yeah. Right. You have Jesus says, you know, he's trying to teach the disciples a lesson too, but he takes a little that a child provides. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. 
And what I love about the passage mm-hmm. is it says that he fed the 5,000. That's just counting the men. So, you know, you triple that, you know, generally for the women and children. And everyone ate until they were satisfied. And right? 12 baskets right. full. So, oh, so you up. go from a place mm. of scarcity mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. a place of everyone being satisfied and abundance. Oh, there was God, so much no. left over mm-hmm. yeah. that they gathered for, for later. And so mm. I, I just think that's a beautiful picture of who God is for us and what God does for us. And again, I think there's freedom in that, too, because these people, their faith was we're going to follow Jesus mm. as he teaches us. Mm. And there's just this very real reality of Jesus saying we're not living by bread alone, but every word that proceeds mm. out the mouth of God. So really, God is really in that moment that they're leaning on the word of God and they are being with Emmanuel, God. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, might not even be thinking about their physical food, but but God knows that there's a need that you can't just be out here for three days in the desert. You know, not eating. eating. (laughs) And so he's already thinking about what his people need and he provides Mm -hmm. it so generously. I just think that speaks to the freedom Mm -hmm. too. But these are people that, again, were keeping the main thing, the main thing, Mm -hmm. being present with God. And listening to his word, you know. Taking this forward, you know, what would it mean for you to take a deeper step into the freedom that we have in Christ to free yourself, to unshackle yourself Mm -hmm. from where you're still stuck in bondage? Those messages that we all shared, Mm -hmm. you know, what would it take? And so mine was my yoke of slavery, which is figurative. I, I admit some people's are not figurative. My yoke of slavery is that I'm not enough or I'm too much. Mm-hmm. So to step into that, I think I need to realize how I respond to those shameful messages with self-sufficiency mm-hmm. instead of with God's sufficiency. Mm-hmm. How I need to accept my neediness. That clearly, I miss some stuff. Yeah, you know, I miss some stuff growing up, and so therefore, I think I have to yeah. fix those things. Yeah, Ooh. but really, God, yeah. God wants to <laughs> fix those things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. God wants to fix those things. So let me own that, what I don't have. And let me ask for that. Just personally, someone asked me a few weeks ago at a retreat, like, how do you see yourself? And it's like, I'm the one that hold things together. And I think that speaks to that self-sufficiency too. And so, so much responsibility, I, so much responsibility and, you know, being trained as, as someone who's duty bound and mm-hmm. honor bound mm-hmm. and loyal, mm-hmm. you know, loyal. I think all those things kind of have fed into how I have been formed mm-hmm. as a leader. Yeah. And so I think with that though, so part of it is again, going back to this whole child likeness, seeing myself as the one who Jesus loves, mm. right? Yeah. And knowing that I have a good father, that I can trust longs to give good things to his children. Mm-hmm. And so that is not a burden that I have to carry. And I, I think God has been trying to teach me probably for much of my adult life that I can trust mm-hmm. him. Yeah. That's a stand firm and freedom message for mm-hmm. sure. I was just about to say trust, stand firm. Mm-hmm. When I hear stand firm, I hear trust, not self-sufficiency, which is my mm-hmm. tendency also. I think mm-hmm. that that's just, I don't think that's a gender thing. I don't think that's a, I think that's everybody. It might be a survival thing. Maybe it's a survival thing because some of the things that I have chosen in the past did help me survive some of the other things even. But for me, like standing firm, when I hear that word, I do hear trust. And within trust, I hear surrender the words that I I am holding closely to myself that are untrue Mm. and giving them to God. And Mm. so I see there, there being trust, 
surrender. This is fresh for me because I literally was just doing this prayer and study this morning. I think it's in Second Corinthians that it talks about holding your thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. And so I was praying that. I was like, Lord, you see them. I don't even know. They feel so normal to me mm-hmm. that I don't mm-hmm. even oh, know good. how yep. to truly surrender them. But oh, I'm yeah. trying to give you the pieces mm-hmm. that I'm starting to become aware of. I am curious because... Like it's like not lost on me that we have like different generations at the table too. Mm. Like it's like one something that's important <laughs> to me. When I think about like mentoring people mm. and like when we think about freedom, like what do you feel has been the message to the women of your generation mm-hmm. that has not or prevented them from walking in freedom? You can't do that. No, you you don't belong there. No, you're yeah. a woman. You can't do that. Yeah. Mm. And so I think my generation coming up after was women empowerment Mm. like you can do all the things and you don't need anybody else (laughs) you know to do it what do you think the message is to women your age and younger you can't feel that okay feelings is too much Mm. Mm. okay these are good things to take away and if you talk to generations above me yeah you would get much more not only can you not do that but you better do this Right. You better stay in the home. You better, you know, etc. Yeah. Those little yeah. boxes. We So it, this is not new. <laughs> it's not new for our gender. It's not new for races. It's not new for different socioeconomic classes. It's not new for every place you can touch the yeah. issues of inequality or distancing or disinclusion. You know, it's not new. But Jesus is the one who came to set us free from all of those things. And, and It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. We are free in Christ. What a powerful mantra to remind ourselves when we feel like we are in bondage to the lies we tell ourselves. If you're curious to learn what could be keeping you captive, check out Natasha's study, Exodus, Journey to Freedom. You can find a link for this in our show notes. That and more is on our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you. He sees you. And he loves you because you are his. Today's episode was engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Jade Gussman and Mary Jo Clark. We also want to thank Brian and Jody for all of their help and support. Thanks, everyone. God Hears Her is a production of Our Daily Bread Ministries.